You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. There is a kind of faith that is being developed in you, which I want to talk to you about. It's, it's, it's developing in you as you're going through the scriptures, as you're reading the Bible, as you're reading the Word of God, and as you are meditating something is happening to you. And there's a kind of faith that is developing in you. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. And I call it conquering faith. Somebody say conquering faith. Yes. The kind of faith that God is building in you and developing in you is the faith that will conquer everything. All right? Uh, you, you, you might be going through challenges now. Maybe you are going through certain situations and you, it's, it seems as if you, you are not winning. But I want you to know that God is making a winner out of you. Okay? So you are not going to be at the mercy of any circumstance. You are not going to be at the mercy of any situation. You are going to rise high above everything that has come against you. Even where you have failed, you will win where you have failed before. Where you have been defeated, you will go back there and you will conquer. That's the kind of faith God is building in this house. He's developing that in you. There is something that is building inside you. And I'm, I'm trying to articulate it so that you know you are aware. Okay? So when you face whatever it is, just tell yourself, I'm coming back for you. Where you have been defeated, don't resign. You will go back and you will get the victory. You will conquer. Hallelujah. Do you want to conquer? Yes. Then there is a kind of spirit that you need to have. There is a kind of faith you need to have. And I know you have it already. It's still developing. (laughs) We are at different stages. Some people, theirs is still in the embryo stage. (laughs) Huh? Some... Um, some have gone beyond that. But I want you to know that every single one of us is going to walk in this. We are going to walk in this. And um, so let's look at a few scriptures and then we will pray. Okay? I know you love to pray. You love the word, you love to pray. I I mean, you love the Lord. It's it's amazing. Yeah, okay, let's look at Hebrews. Let's start from Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 30, it says, By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down, after they were encircled 
for seven days. By what? By faith. The walls of Jericho fell down. So faith is enough to cause some walls to fall. Yes? You read it in the book of Joshua, right? Faith. Your faith is enough to cause every wall that has been placed around you, either as a limitation, as a restriction by the enemy to fall down. So, how did this faith, how was it activated? How did this faith make the walls to fall down? Let's go to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 6. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. So you see, there are times that the enemy actually barricades people's lives. So he puts a restriction around you so you are not able to go beyond. Huh? And then there are things that should be in your life that are kept bay. They cannot come in. So, it gets to a point, although you are free, but at the same time you feel trapped. How many people know what I'm talking about? Yes. You're free because Christ has set you free, but you feel trapped. You feel restricted. You feel limited. That is a Jericho. That is a Jericho. There is a spiritual Jericho that the enemy has put around some people. So it takes a kind of conquering faith to bring that wall down. Yeah. So Jericho was securely shut up. Because of the children of Israel, none went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. So, God is speaking. Jericho is there tightly secured because they've heard that the Israelites are coming. Alright? The Israelites are coming but then God speaks to Joshua and says, see I have given Jericho into your hand. And in the same manner, God is saying to you, see, I have given Jericho into your hands. 
You know, the, 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 the name Jericho means place of fragrance. <laughs> so there is some good fragrance that has been kept. Some fragrance that is supposed, your life is supposed to emit. How many people are attracted to fragrance? Huh? Yeah. So there are things that have been kept from your life because your fragrance has been shot. Hmm? But by faith, somebody say by faith. We are going to bring down those walls by faith. So God says to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. Not only the city, the king of the city has been given to you. And not only that, the mighty men of valor, that's the, the, the strength of Jericho has been given to you. Those that made Jericho as strong as it is, God is saying, I have given to you the mighty men. The mighty men of valor. Why? Joshua is a bigger person. He's a stronger person. He's a mightier person. What made Joshua mighty? He met the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's why by the time you meet the Lord face to face, your life will never be the same. Yeah. You become mighty just by meeting the Lord. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You remember before this, he met the captain of the hosts of the Lord's army in chapter 5. After that encounter, Joshua was ready for Jericho. Hallelujah. So, that I pray that you will encounter the Lord as a captain. <laughs> as a captain of the hosts of the Lord's army. When you meet him, Jericho comes down. When you meet him, your Jericho, it doesn't matter how fortified it is. It doesn't matter how many centuries it took for them to erect that superstructure. Do you understand me? It doesn't matter how many millennia it took for them to put all of that in place to stop you. You are breaking through. I say you are breaking through. In the name of Jesus. You are breaking through every barrier. You are breaking through every obstacle. You are breaking through every wall. Hallelujah. You are breaking through. So even the kings of Jericho, even the king of Jericho cannot stand you. Why? You are not alone. You are not alone. You have the master of the universe himself. Hallelujah. You have the emperor himself behind you. The king of kings behind you. So, what is the king of Jericho? It's just a temporary disturbance. <laughs> have you faced temporary disturbance before? 
It's just, you just, you just know this is just an irritation. That it's not, it's not anything. It's not anything significant. It's just, just a slight irritation. That's how some of the hard things you are facing. That's how they will become. When you start walking in this conquering faith. Hallelujah. Yeah. So let's read verse three. Come on, verse three. Let's look at. He says, you shall march around the city. Are you ready to march around? <laughs> yeah, I remember years ago, we used to have Jesus march. Yeah. When I, when I used to be in Gambia, and we would have a march around the city. You know, get our tambourines, instruments, get onto the streets and we're marching around singing praises to Jesus walking around before our crusades that's what we would do we would march around march around march around and declare the lordship of Jesus and then after that pow, begin to preach and we saw many miracles hallelujah yeah because when you march around the city, some things happen. We're going to do that someday. So you shall do this for six days, God tells them. For six days. Why six? Why six days? The number six is very significant in scripture. I don't know if you... Is there anybody that understands biblical numerics? Huh? Okay, yeah, so it's called numerics, okay? Biblical numerics. Numbers are significant, and they, they communicate certain principles. So six is the number of man. Okay? Six is the number of man. That's the day the Lord created man on the sixth day. All right? So six is the number of man. So God says, circle this for six days. For six days. Everything that man has put in place is going to come down. Hallelujah. Yes, every human imagination, every human creativity, every human strategy that has been put in place to restrict you all you need is six days and it will be gone. Hallelujah. So in six days, six days, he says, you shall circle this for six days. And then he says, seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. I like that. Seven priests. We need seven priests. Who will bear how many trumpets? Seven trumpets of ram's horn. So we need seven trumpeters in this church. Lord, send them in. Amen. Seven of them. Because when it's time for us to march, we need to have all of this in place. Come on. Yeah. 
So they shall march around the city how many times? Seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. Hallelujah. Say divine strategy. Come on. And, and I'm sure the people of Jericho are like, what's wrong with these guys? What is the meaning of all this? If, if, if they don't have any ideas, let them just go and sleep. What is, what is this? Is this how to fight? But you see, the, 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 our warfare is not carnal. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of what? Of strongholds. So Jericho had a stronghold. The stronghold around Jericho was the wall. And the weapons of our warfare are able to bring down every stronghold that the enemy has erected around us. So God says, God says that the priest shall blow the trumpets. Yeah? Seven of them. Trumpets are very significant. I think that is the most, that, that is the most um, mentioned instrument in the Bible. Trumpets. That's why I love the trumpet. The most biblical instrument. <laughs> Wind instruments are powerful. Do you know why they are powerful? Why they are powerful is because they, they need breath. They need breath. And breath speaks of spirit. So when you, when you blow it. Remember how God made man. He formed the body and then he did what? Breathe into him. That man became a living being. So when you have an anointed person blowing the trumpet, there's breath that is being released into the atmosphere. And the spirit can use that. That's why I love it. So when you understand some of these things, yeah, everything in the Bible is very significant. But sometimes we're lazy to even you know, press in to unlock those things. But I tell you something. There is a mighty, mighty unction upon this instrument. And that's not to say that other instruments are not powerful as well. Each one of them has its own place. But when it comes to war, <laughs> you see the trumpet always coming to the fore. You remember Jehoshaphat? Yeah, they were there, praising God, and they were blasting, and then an ambush against the enemy. So you are, you are going to need your praise in this conflict. Learn to praise God. All right? If you don't have a trumpet, at least you have a voice. Am I correct? So your voice is close to the trumpet in a sense that it requires your breath. When you speak, put your hand like that. Say something. Do you notice the breath? Yeah? So they, yeah, air comes out when you talk. 
So imagine when you re- begin to release praises like that. It's like your own trumpet. That's your own trumpet. <laughs> you might not be a trumpeter, but you have a trumpet in your mouth. Hallelujah. You will blow it. And you blast that wall. And it will come down. But you need to understand this. Why? Because it, 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 it helps your faith. It will help your faith when you understand this and you now begin to walk and begin to speak. And that's why every single day you need to begin, you need to speak some things. You need to say some things. Don't only wait for the world to speak to you. You speak to it. Okay? Don't allow your situation to only speak to you. You speak to it. Release the breath of God in your mouth. Yeah. Because God is going to use that. Yeah. So if you are going to if you are going to operate as a conqueror, although Jesus has made us more than conquerors, but yeah, but there <laughs> there are a lot of dynamics in this thing. But if you are going to operate like that, then you will need to learn to use your breath. That's your words. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. You remember we talked about that on, um, uh, on Sunday, first service, when we were talking about meditation? Yeah. Part of that, when you meditate, there's also it's part of your breath. You're releasing that. Releasing that. Things will happen when you do that. And that's one of the things that God gave Joshua. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. In other words, you won't stop saying it. Keep speaking it. Keep speaking it. Keep speaking it. And God is going to use that. Hallelujah. So, um, it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall with a great shout, shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat. And the people shall go up, every man straight before him. Then Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, take up the ark of the covenant. All right, let me stop there. So, God is saying, on the seventh day, this is what's going to happen. Six days, you go around. No talking, just just go around. Circle it, and go back to to your camp. You circle it again, go back to your camp. You do it six times, six days. Right? I mean, you do it six days, that's six times. The number of man, you have defeated the strategies of man. By doing that. Okay? Now, on the seventh day, which is, the seven is the number of what? Completion. Yeah? So, how many days do we have in a week? How, how, how many days is a complete week? Seven. Right. Yeah. So, seven is the number of completion. So, you complete that. My Lord then you blow the trumpet and then 
couple it with a shout. Do you know that a lot of times when, 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 I, when I, I keep saying, let us shout to the Lord. Do you know why I say that? Because the shout is a spiritual instrument as well. It's a spiritual weapon. The shout is a spiritual weapon. I notice that there are times that I've gone so deep in prayer that I get to a point that a shout comes out of my spirit. It just comes out like that. And I know it's, it's, it's warfare that is happening. Whenever that happens, it's not, it's not something I just do. It, it comes out of my spirit. When it comes out, I know that there is warfare. That the spirit is contending and the spirit is crushing some things. So the shout is vital. And that's why there are some Christians that are very nervous when we shout. They don't know. They don't understand. They don't understand the significance of the shout. I am telling you before God, even when you get to heaven, you will discover that the shout is there. The shout of the king is among us. So even the king himself shouts. The Lord shouts. Read the book of Psalms. You'll see that even the Lord himself, there are times he shouts. There are times he roars. Hallelujah. The lion has to roar sometimes. So when you become a lion in the spirit, you can't help but roar. <laughs> yeah. So that, if Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah, that means there are times he roars. Obviously, I'm not saying you should just go and start doing like an animal. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm, I'm, I'm speaking spiritual language now. Hallelujah. So he says, Shout. And when they shout, he says, the, the wall is going to do what? Fall. Do you know that all these instructions that God gave them required faith? They required faith. I mean, just wake up and start walking around. Walk around. Go around the building. And go and sit down. <laughs> you notice that nobody question Joshua. Nobody says, Joshua, what kind of instruction is that? How can, how can we just go around? We are here to fight. Why do we just go around and then go and sit down? Nobody asked that. There was enough faith. There was enough faith. You see, by faith we understand. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 says, by faith we understand. Right? Our challenge a lot of times is that we want to understand before we have faith. We want to understand before we have faith. But no, it's not like that. It's the other way around. You have faith first before you understand. Because by faith, we understand that the walls were framed huh, by the word of God. By faith, we what? understand. So it takes faith for certain things to be unlocked. It takes faith for certain um, things to be understood. 
So what, but what is faith? You have to believe first. So in other words, if you're going to walk with God in this day and in this hour, you need to believe before you understand. But we have been trained to understand before we believe. And that is what has limited our operation. And it has restricted our victories. It has minimized our victories in life. Because why? We want to understand first before we can believe. But no. In the kingdom it's not like that. In the kingdom you believe and by faith that faith will bring understanding. And then when you understand, you can now flourish. I remember um, watching the life of Billy Graham, the late Billy Graham, who um, has been a general in this generation. You know that in the early days of his life as a believer, he was he 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 read he was reading the Bible and he just couldn't he just couldn't understand what he was reading. And he said, like, God, I don't understand. I don't, what does this mean? What does this mean? And then he struggled for a long time to believe in God. And then he, got, he came to a point where he now made a decision. Okay? He made a decision. He says, God, I don't care to understand what is written in this book. I believe it. <laughs> he says, I believe it. He says, I believe it from beginning to the end. And then it's with that. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it and I believe it and I'm going to walk by it. I'm going to live by it. That was the beginning of his greatness. <laughs> you see, that confirms what I'm saying. In the kingdom, you believe before you understand. If you're going to be a conqueror, if you're going to walk in conquering faith, you need to learn to believe even what you don't understand. <laughs> this strategy that God gave Joshua, it has never been written anywhere. Nobody has ever taken over a city like that. You circle it, then after that, you get seven trumpeters, they get the Ark of the Covenant, and then they blow it, then there is a shout, and the wall is going to come down. Can you imagine? Say, Lord, I believe. Amen. I might not understand, but I believe. I believe your word. I believe your promise. I believe your plans. I believe your purposes. I believe. I might not understand. I might not be able to explain it exactly. And let me tell you, it is actually foolish for you to wait till you fully understand. And I can prove it to you. How many people drove here? You drove to get here. Alright? 
Okay. Now, do you understand the mechanism? Do you understand? Do you do you before you started the before you got into the car? Did you now say I, I need to understand how the piston, how the you know? Huh? I need I need to understand the combustion system. I need to I, I need to understand the electronics. I need to understand the hydraulics. I need I need to understand all of this before I can drive this car. How many people have operated like that? You don't. You don't do that. They just gave you, you got that car, you just know that when I put this key, it starts. What happens in that bonnet, you don't know. But what you know is that this thing starts. You put petrol in it, you, and then it moves. That's all you need. Okay? But what is stopping us a lot of times is that we want to understand all the entire details. How long will it take for me to master the engine if I want to? (laughs) How long? How many hours? How many years will it take? Now imagine that I have to learn that first before I now start driving. That's what some people are doing in their walk with God. Can you see how senseless it is? Hmm? Or is it when you enter into the pl- enter the plane you're going to fly from here to wherever? Cape Town, London, wherever. You, you get in there and you say, um, you go to the cockpit pilot, and I need, to, I need you to explain, give me the flight plan. Let me, let me know exactly uh, at what altitude, what speed. I need to know, you know, I need to know the route of this flight. I, you need all of that? You don't need that. Even if he explains, will you understand? At what point are we going to take off? What speed? What speed do we need? When? When are we going to get to the destination speed? You know the decision. The decision speed. The decision speed is at the time where the plane now takes off. So when it gets to that speed, the plane cannot stop. Nothing. It must take off. So at what point? Uh, we're going to taxi, and then at what point do we get to the decision speed? And when we get to the decision speed, what are you going to do? And how? You don't need any of that. Just get in, sit down, fasten your seatbelt. You see? But by faith, you know that you will fly. And you know you will arrive. Is that not enough? Let the engineers bother about the rest. You face what concerns you. So, there are things that is up to God. It's up to God. You just need faith. And say, Lord, I believe you. How is this going to happen? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Mary, you're going to have a child... Right? Without a man. How is this possible? 
Well, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. And do you know that 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 was the best explanation the angel gave her? Because it's beyond that. It's beyond that. But she didn't need that. He only gave her what she needed. Which is, the Spirit of God will overshadow you. And then you will conceive. Period. He's not talking about how the sperm will come from God, from heaven, and then, it, you know, the word is going to... All of that is not necessary. It's irrelevant. So there are some details that cripple your faith. There are some details that cripple your faith. You need to believe first. You need to believe first. So by faith, the walls of Jericho came down. That is what brought everything down. And for your information, the walls of Jericho is not like the walls that you are seeing today. We are told that the walls of Jericho could carry like like, uh, six chariots next to each other. So it's like six cars. Imagine you park one car here. Yeah, that's, that's how thick the walls of Jericho were. And to tell you that it was so, uh, it was like that, Rahab the hallowed, her house was in the wall. Her house was in the wall of Jericho. By faith, it came down. <laughs> Do you understand? So it doesn't matter. And nobody went with the hammer and chisel and tried to, you know, hit it or, you know, explosive tried to. No, no, no. Nobody tried to do that. Just obeying God. The wall sank. And you know the interesting thing, the miraculous part of it? The wall sank, but Rahab's house remained. Selective execution. Come on. Yeah. So it goes down like that. But then Rehab is in her house with her family. And their part of the wall remain intact. Can you beat that? You know, in, in, in war today, there are times that they strike enemy targets. And then we hear of casualties, civilian casualties. Oh, some people were killed. Not, it wasn't on purpose, but you know, it was just a mistake. There was no mistake when it came to God's execution. Rahab was preserved. Why? Because of the scarlet tr- um, cloth that she put out there, which speaks of the blood of Jesus. The red cloth, she put it there. Say, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Amen? So by faith, do you have the faith to bring down the walls? The walls that have limited you, restricted you, whatever has been, has been put around your life, around your family to say you will not go beyond this point. I'm telling you by the Spirit of God that they are coming down. They are coming down and you are going to rise. You will move forward and you will get into places that people never imagined you could get to. I'm telling you. 
You just need to believe. Don't bother yourself about how it's going to happen. You, 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 all you need is how to believe and how to obey. The rest is up to God. The rest is up to God. God gave them the instructions. All they needed to do is to believe Joshua. Follow Joshua. Do whatever God said. Amen? Do whatever God said. And they saw the results. And, 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 and I'm told that the archaeologists have even discovered where the evidence of the wall of Jericho. Can you beat that? So it really happened. It's not a creation of anybody's imagination. Hallelujah. Now if it happened at that time, it can happen in our lives. It can happen in our lives. And I want you to, and I want, I want you to know that there is a faith that is building up and developing in you. And I want you not to be intimidated by any situation. Don't be intimidated by any situation because you are going to conquer. You will subdue them in the name of Jesus. Now it might look difficult. It will look easy very soon. What used to be hard becomes easy. Why? Because your capacity has increased. You have grown. Huh? You have grown to a point. Do you know that there was a time in your life that this chair, you couldn't lift this chair? There was a time in your life like that. Am I correct? Or were you born an adult? <laughs> there was a time you couldn't lift this. But now, with one hand. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So there are things that, that seem difficult now. Don't let that perturb you. Don't allow anything to intimidate you. God is at work in you. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. I say the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He's a mighty God. And he's going to be mighty in your life. And I want you to know that his being mighty is not just for heaven. Being mighty over the earth. In you, he's going to be mighty. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. So, I want the might of God to explode in your life. Do you want that? Do you believe that? So that when you walk, you face any giant, you know the greater one is in you. It's greater than that situation. It's greater than the walls of Jericho. It's greater. There's no Jericho that can stop you. You have it, the conquering faith. You have the conqueror himself who defeated every single enemy of God. Defeated Satan and his cohorts. Defeated them through death. And not only that, he made a public spectacle of them. He disgraced them. He humiliated them. That's the one you have with you. So, just tell yourself, every time you wake up. You know, I always talk to myself when I face challenges. 
I, ha I have a way I talk to myself. I'm not at the mercy of anything. I look at them and I say, I'm greater than you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I am greater than you. Yes. Why? Because I'm a king in God's kingdom. And God's kingdom is higher, is greater, more powerful than any other kingdom. Sure. So that gives me confidence. I want you to receive confidence this morning. Look at that situation. Look at that mountain. Look at that wall. Look at that limitation. Look at that challenge. Look at that impossibility. And say, you are nothing. You are nothing. You know, when you begin to speak like that, your breath, you're releasing breath. You're blowing a trumpet with your mouth. And they will come down. Hallelujah. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.